Blog Talk Radio. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the Empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the Empire speaks, the Empress listens. I wish I could
rose and found a new religion. Now I'm swimming in that sink. That's back to that. Back to Pick a star in the sky. We could both say goodbye. Oh, souls have found a new religion. Now I'm swimming in that sink. That's back to Two lost things discover salvation. Undervised pink sky. Watching the sun rise. Done right. Pick a star in the sky, we could both say goodbye in the morning. Pick a star in the sky, we could both say goodbye in the morning. Oh, souls, we found a new religion. Now I'm swimming in that sink, that's back to the morning. Pick a star in the sky, we could both say goodbye. Hey, we talking about stars in the sky, and we're talking about Mary Jane tonight. Tonight is Wednesday. June the 29th, we're almost done with this month. This month has flown by. It seems like we just got started for the summer, but the summer is nearly over because, you know, according to people with children, summer's over when school is back in and school is back in in August. But one thing we are not going to be sad to do is to send them children right back to the school. Child, I'm so tired right now, but I'm not too tired to talk, which is what I do and what I enjoy doing. I love having good talk with good people about things that really actually matter. And now, you would not have been able to tell me, I would say maybe two years ago, three years ago, that I would be doing a show on him, on Mary Jane, on marijuana, on anything that I haven't myself experienced because I happen to not have that as an experienced face. I don't claim to, I don't say that I have, I don't intend to, but, you know, I actually posted the other day that uh, never say never, never say what you won't do, but there's no intentions for me. You know, some things uh, I'm willing to try, some things not, some things I'm just plain scary about, and I won't even, you know, say that I'm not. I I have no problem saying I'm a scaredy cat, and some things are just not something that's on, like, my bucket list now. Speaking of bucket list, some of the things that have happened in the last couple of weeks for me have been exciting, one of which was just to take a helicopter ride. I took a helicopter ride last week on this day, super, super excited about it, and it was over before it began, so I'm going to have to do that again. I'm going to have to take me a longer tour. It's very, very expensive. Like, I needed to have, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars to do all the things that are on my bucket list, but this particular five-minute wide for myself and my children was uh, a little bit over $100, but it was well worth it, and it was worth it because it was something that I desired. It was not the risk that everybody said that was going to be. It was not extremely painful. Yes, I'm afraid of heights, and I was willing to even take that chance, and that's what I want to kind of work into tonight's topic because I was shocked. I'll just say I've always been an advocate against anything that I don't know factually is uh, true. And every time you bring up the Mary Jane or the marijuana talk, it's always a group of people who are uh, not, I wouldn't even say weed heads now. Back then I probably would have said it. Today I'm saying people who are a little bit more educated in the realm of what it is and what it is not. Now I will say this. We have been tricked about a lot of things in this here world. We're often told things that are just not the truth, and we don't take the time to go and research it. So I kind of feel like this is going to be the same thing. So I've never myself wanted to do a show particularly on this subject. 
But out of nowhere, I was having a conversation with one of my friends, uh, former NBA player Antonio Harvey, and this topic came up, and he has told me that he is going to be one of the premier uh, cannabis industry owners coming up soon here in Oregon. And I was like, are you serious? Like, I thought, no, you're kidding me. And he's, no, this is actually not what you think it is. And as a matter of fact, it is a line of economic growth that is enormous. Like, it's just unbelievable the amount of money that people can make. Now, everything with money is not, you know, as weighted for uh, others as, as not. But this is actually something that can be done by someone who has not actually had a whole lot of uh, social or agricultural uh, learning, and you know, we spend everything on you. Got to get your education. You got to get, you know, your credentials so that you can be marketable when you go into the workplace. But everybody's not meant for school. Everybody's not meant for industry. But this particular industry has snuck up, I think, on a lot of people. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody because it's coming. Now, you cannot, you cannot uh, agree with me. And of course, here on the Empire, we don't anticipate that everything that we discuss and every position that the Empress and our guests have is something that you will agree with. But we do hope that you open your ears to at least hear what the truth of this particular happening is. And some of the things that we've been told about drugs and uh, weed, uh, particularly uh, marijuana, is very, very disturbing because it's just not the truth. And once I started to research this information, I was shocked because I some of these things I didn't know myself. I did not understand, um, even being a nurse, I did not understand how certain drugs or uh, types of herbs were put on the drug listing and given their classifications. Well, there are certain things that are requirements for them to be on these schedules, and cannabis actually is being disrespected, discriminated against even. If you look at some of what it says is a necessity for that to happen, you will be shocked to know that some of these things that we're actually putting on this uh drug scale on uh, Schedule One drug prohibition is similar to what happened to alcohol. And, of course, we know alcohol is, is legal. Uh, there are dry counties that don't participate in it at all or don't have any economic uh, expectations from it or the sale or distribution of it. But it's just like everything else. And um, this kind of started out with um, – of course, Antonio asking me to do the show, but I was shocked at the number of people who were like hard pressed at being advocates of it being legal. I was not. I, I would say that I'm not the type of person to categorize anyone. I don't put people in in particular uh, modes of what I expected from you. But I was really shocked at some of the people who had an advocacy position for the use of it. Now, if you were to use this same schedule of drugs, uh, Schedule 1 in particular, and said, well, we're going to legalize heroin or LSD or MDMA, uh, ecstasy. I can't say the long name for what ecstasy is, but basically ecstasy, acid, GHB, um, let's see, uh, quaaludes. Uh, a quaaludes, uh, yeah, we're going to call that the, the Bill Cosby drug, cat or bath salt, 
all of those drugs are actually in category or Schedule 1 DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency scheduling of drugs that do not have uh, legality to be used in the United States of America as a whole. Now, why and how does this happen? Let me tell you how this happens. What happens is, is they determine that it is it has to meet certain criteria in order to be a Schedule One drug. And it's just like everything else. They weight it up against what is and what is not, and they determine whether or not it has a potential risk uh, or not to the public before they release it. Now, if it, if it has those things, there's not going to be any way, shape, or form for those drugs to be legalized and to be acceptable to be used um, legally, and they stay on the schedule. But for some reason, marijuana is still on the Schedule 1, but it is now being allowed to be used because, actually, it does not meet the criteria. One point is that the drug has to have a high potential for abuse. Now, potential for abuse just means that you're going to want to misuse it except for how it was intended. Now, because it is recreationally used, who can say what is abuse? Somebody who wants to drink a keg every day may say that's just their standard drinking pattern, whereas the person next to them saying a keg is abuse, but alcohol is legal. So what we did is we mandated laws that restricted the availability of a purchase of these uh, uh, types of things and around alcohol, but that is not being done for some reason, and we're going to find out why, for marijuana. The other is that the drug is currently accepted uh, as a use for medical treatment or that it does not have a medical treatment capability. Well, we know that that's not true because they are uh, Several hospital systems, actually I've worked in two hospital systems that actually use pill form marijuana um, in order to treat cancer patients and to ease the pain for patients who have chronic disorders, uh, for functionality on patients who have muscular and neurological disorders. So that in and of itself being a criteria that is not the truth of uh, we should actually bring it off of the schedule, but guess what? It's still on the Schedule One drug. And the third is that it there is a lack of accepted safety for the use of the drug or substance under medical supervision. No prescriptions can be written on Schedule One substances, and they are not readily available for clinical use. Okay, we, I just told you that it is legal in the hospital setting to have a prescription for marijuana. That rule, again, should pull it off of the Schedule One drugs, but it has not. And I just wanted to know why. You know, every time I choose a topic some way inadvertently, um, I get information I was looking for, and I've seen several different things on different platforms, and I wasn't really sure whether or not they were the truth. I thought maybe I was just tripping I thought maybe I was just making things up myself, and really what was happening is the information was coming to me because it was something that I really, really wanted to know about. So because it was introduced by, uh, well, this topic was coming about from my friend, um, your soon-to-be friend, Mr. Antonio Harvey, I wanted you to be able to speak with him yourself about it, and then we're going to talk about some things that I know that you guys did not know about marijuana. Mr. Antonio Harvey, are you there? Can you hear me? 
I am. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for uh, actually you have actually opened my mind to some things that I had no idea of, and I'm just going to be honest up front. I just was like, I just cannot believe that this is an opportunity for my friend, Antonio Harvey, because of all of the hoopla around it. But to tell you the truth, weed is not as bad as we think it is. But before you tell us what, what you got going on, introduce yourself to our listening audience so that they can get a feel of who we're talking to. Well, uh, well my name is Antonio Harvey. I am a former uh, NBA player, former professor analyst with Portland Trailblazers and uh, now I am one of the first eight licensed marijuana growers in the state of Oregon. Yay! It's only eight in the <laughs> state of Oregon. Like, that means you're a, 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 you're going to be a very, very sought after guy is what I, I think it, it comes down to. Now, what exactly it's, brought... It's happening. What, it's happening. I mean, I'm shocked that it's happening, but I think probably this is similar to what other people felt about a lot of other things. I mean, you can get married to the same mm-hmm. sex in the United States, so why not marijuana? So tell me why you felt like this was something safe, because I know you know how some people may feel about marijuana. Well, let's let's start with with uh, some clear what why marijuana. Um, is okay. illegal. There were there were two major factors in why uh, marijuana is illegal today. You know, up until the late 1900s, just about every medicine sold in the U.S. had some sort of a of a chemical version of marijuana in it. It was it was a cure all for just about everything. Then uh-huh. uh, marijuana's cousin, which is hemp, uh, there were three uh-huh. families. There was a Dupont family, the Rockefeller family. And the uh-huh. third family was the Carnegie family out of uh, New York. Well, they were all uh-huh. industrialists, and hemp was standing in the way. It was, you know, hemp has been in the U.S. and I, I, a lot of people don't know this, but just you know, for history's sake, we'll, we'll go there. King uh-huh. James forced the U.S. colonies. Every colonist in America had to grow a hundred hemp plants, mandatory, uh-huh. and ship them. Uh-huh. Back to, to uh, England. That was mandatory in, in the United States because that's how big of an industry it was way back then. Then you uh-huh. get these ultra rich families trying to industrialize an, an industrial plant. It is a natural plant. So, uh-huh. in an effort to, to ban health, uh-huh. they, they really seized the moment. It's something our government do all the time. It was just after the revolution to come over. You had an immigration of Mexicans into so now you got mm-hmm. U.S. as free men, and Mexicans have been using marijuana to, as a home remedy for thousands of years, and they right. brought the smoking of this plant, this hemp, this marijuana, as they called it, mm-hmm. up to the U.S. Well, the, Carne- the, the Carnegies, the Rockefellers, and the DuPonts saw an opportunity, so they released mm-hmm. the movie Reefer Madness, and I, I challenge all of your fans to go out and watch that movie. It's on YouTube. It's called Reefer Madness, uh, and it was okay. really a plot to make cannabis and hemp illegal because there was money to be made off of the synthetics. The DuPont, mm. the Rockefellers, and the Carnegies wanted to make money off synthetic fibers. 
How do you get, mm-hmm. how do you do that? You got to get rid of the natural fiber. So marijuana was illegal because it was closely related to him. That's how that mm-hmm. whole thing happened. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, but I can tell you though, uh, Sharon, I can go into all of the, the reasons why I would recommend everybody, not just people mm-hmm. who like to get high, but everybody mm-hmm. should be taking a some form of cannabis every single day because it does the it's like milk it does the body good right i was shocked when i read some (laughs) of this information now listen you know everybody felt the same way when it came to alcohol we had the whole prohibition it was very similar to Mm -hmm. that it needed to be regulated and they wanted to be able to get a cut in it before people realize how they can themselves make their own monies and sell probably a better mm-hmm. product than would be the government. So once I started to read, the the very the biggest thing that I've always heard is that, you know, alcohol is not as bad as marijuana. And when you say, why? Well, it's legal. Well, when you look at the biology behind it, in every sense, there is no documentation, no study since the beginning of time. I can't tell you how far back, but I went back as far as I could find <laughs> up until the, the, the latest study that I found was in 2013. Still to that date, there are no documented vehicular deaths related to marijuana. The number one cause of death of persons of the age of 30 and under is by car accidents. And more than uh, nine out of ten times, there is some type of drug related. Now, they did say that mm-hmm. uh, there are some correlations between the use of marijuana by itself and alcohol in combination. But with marijuana alone, I'm talking zero. There are no deaths, no cases of you know any type of uh, uh, health crisis that comes to a person. So where yeah. in the world are we getting this? that this should be in the same category as hallucinogenics like LSD and bath salts and all of this other stuff. Like, who did that part? Because I understand the business part. Why is this information not being being given? Well, it was never available. We we live in an age now, and you've seen it firsthand. We live in an age where you can find the information. The Internet is amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get just about everything. 1970s, Richard Nixon had an opportunity to fix this problem. This is now 60, 40 years after the prohibition of marijuana. Richard Nixon, he, he, he petitioned a congressional, whatever those things are called, you know, a group of people in mm-hmm. Congress to look at this. Right. The right. commission came back and said, ah, we don't see anything wrong with marijuana. And that right. guy would not, he basically dismissed the fines of the commission and said, ah, you know what, but I still don't think it's good. The reason right. it's just now coming back around is because the information is accessible. I mean, there, there are there are certain parts of marijuana. There's, there's two major parts, and I know you've done this research. Uh, I'm preaching to the choir, but for those who don't know, there's two mm-hmm. major chemical compounds in marijuana. One's called THC. That's the one that gets you high. And the other one is mm-hmm. called a cannabinoid. It's, it's the CBD. That one is not what gets you high. It's the cannabinoid. Mm-hmm that has the biggest impact on the body. It's the cannabinoid that helps the body heal itself. Uh, in your mm-hmm. body, there's a system called the endo- endocannabinoid system. It is what right. protects your motor neurons, right? 
Uh-huh. So uh-huh. You, you get people, there are people, there's documented cases of people with epilepsy and multiple sclerosis right. and ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, that start these treatments on this CBD uh-huh. oil, and uh-huh. all of a sudden the symptoms go way down. Uh-huh. In some cases, the symptoms actually cease. But let right. the government tell you there's no medicinal purposes. That's the reason why. See, the THC part of marijuana that gets you high is a psychotropic uh-huh. drug. So they right. can put it in the same category as any of the other hallucinogens. But what they don't uh-huh. tell you is that the CBD side has tremendous medicinal value. They won't tell you that because if they do, they have to take it and deschedule it. It has to come away from a Schedule One drug, and then they got to make it a Schedule Two drug. And exactly, and I can tell you why. It's, I can tell you mm-hmm. why it's illegal. It's illegal because you uh-huh. can grow it in your backyard. And they that's can't right. Check that's right. That's why it's illegal. Right. Right. I did not know. You know they okay, can't. And I'm, and I'm, huh? I, I didn't know that you. I mean, I didn't know. I thought that it took some special something, like you had to be some type of chemistry major or something to be able to make this happen um, and that, you know, you have to be super smart or, or something like that and be careful because they put it in the category with uh, uh, chemicals that are for bomb making. They put it in a group that makes mm-hmm. you afraid mm-hmm. of it when it really has, mm-hmm. it doesn't even fit in that category because we before you got online, we were talking about some of the things that re- re- require that you become a, a Schedule One drug, four out of the five. Uh, marijuana doesn't fit it because it can be prescribed. It does have documented Mm -hmm. medicinal purposes. And the other thing that I learned about is when people are afraid of these drug tests, I don't know, it was a marijuana day that is of the year. I can't remember what the date is because it was big on social media. Everybody was 420. Okay, 420. 420. 420, baby. 420. Don't know know where 420 (laughs) came from. That's the day. Right, and and 420 actually means marijuana, and I didn't know that. So I was like, what is, you know, I like Cinco mm-hmm. de Mayo. I got that, but 420 is the marijuana <laughs> day. The other thing that I learned about the, the, the differences, and I'm glad that you separated the two parts of marijuana, the THC, the part that makes you high, does not stay in your system as long as people think that it does. And for some reason, that's what's being because the truth is when you get drug tested, it's the metabolite, the non-hallucinogenic right. portion that is the healing portion that is most times most often helpful for your body that they uh, mm-hmm. take uh, in your urine and your hair samples and things like that. But with alcohol, which is like astonishing to me, I mean, I should have known this, but alcohol <laughs> lingers well past the point of marijuana. Like you can drink and Absolutely. get drunk this past weekend and they can ask you to drop some urine today and it would be there because it absorbs mm-hmm. into your fat cells, it absorbs into your skin, it, it, it absorbs totally where yep. marijuana doesn't do that. And that's the opposite no, of what people are saying. Well, they got to say so, it though. They have to position it that way again. They got to keep us away from what's free though. They can't tax it. They don't want us to be dealing with it. Okay, so let me ask the million-dollar question. The, the, all of the presidents we've ever had have all admitted to doing this. We, we did have one president, the Bush, who was an alcoholic. I don't know if he said that he smoked, but everybody else, Abraham Lincoln has smoked, Obama has smoked, uh, everybody has smoked. I've never smoked. Can I ask you if you smoked? 
Yes, I did. Uh, You know, I had a big run as a freshman in college, and Mm -hmm. uh, it was the summer before my freshman year. Um, And then as the school year started again and we got ready for Mm -hmm. basketball, I stopped, and I didn't smoke again until about two years ago. Um, I was having Mm -hmm. problems sleeping because of the travel. You know, we'd get into a city Mm -hmm. after a game. We'd get in at 3 o'clock in the morning off of an airplane, and my body Mm -hmm. and my mind wired and I could never really get my body to go to sleep. There were mornings where I wouldn't go to sleep till 9 o'clock in the morning um, after a game. And so Mm -hmm. a doctor, my naturopathic doctor said, hey, have you tried cannabis? And Mm -hmm. so that's what I did. I I got got a vapor pen. I never smoked it like the traditional way. Mm -hmm. Now you can actually Mm -hmm. take it in a way that there's no smoke involved. So I I I got a vapor pen and mm-hmm. uh, I started taking that vapor pen when we landed in a city. And by the time I mm-hmm. got to the hotel, I was ready to go night-night. So it really and, – and, you know, my naturopathic doctor also helped me understand that when you sleep, mm-hmm. your body is healing mm-hmm. itself. So if you're not exactly. sleeping, you're going to get right. sick. You know, these, all these you other are. negative consequences. Uh, mm-hmm. But I tell you, so, so you know, people – you know, you want to, people wonder if cannabis is really good and does it, can it cure cancer? I don't know if it uh-huh. can cure cancer. Like, I can't speak uh-huh. to that. But uh, what uh-huh. I do want to point out, though, Sharon, is one of the biggest things you see in people when they're diagnosed with cancer, there's an immediate uh-huh. spike in the growth of the cancer. That's because yeah. your immune system has been compromised by stress. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Exactly. That's the so truth. When when you see people who talk about cannabis and how it helps them, part of it is CBD does fight cancer cells. There, that is that mm-hmm. has been proof. But also, the THC relaxes your body and allows mm-hmm. you to relieve that stress that you've been that 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 tears you down as quick as anything. So, right. it, I could go on and on about this. I didn't know this mm-hmm. until. Mm-hmm. Two years ago when I started to really get into it, um, I have a really mm-hmm. close personal friend who has ALS, uh, and that's where mm-hmm. my, my road to discovery started was because we couldn't find a drug that helped him and mm-hmm. he could tolerate. So we started mm-hmm. doing research on alternative medicines, and we, we ended up with CBD. And I can tell you mm-hmm. that since he started mm-hmm. CBD, his symptoms have slowed. His progression is almost halted. It's amazing. Right. Right, and and, and and I've seen it, and I think I had this social idea like a lot of people who are ignorant. That's all it is, it's ignorance. It's, it's, it's ignorance because it, it comes with a, a certain connotation, and you don't want to be affiliated with it, which is just natural. But when I see a person who cannot keep anything down, I'm talking about everything that you put in their body. There was a girl who was anorexic, and literally she was like, this skeleton that had eyes that would open. Mm-hmm. She couldn't speak because her vocal cords had reduced to nothing. The musculature was gone. All they needed to do mm-hmm. is crush up some marijuana, put it in her, um, put it in her uh, pec tube. And what happened was her body was willing to accept food. If you did it outside of mm-hmm. that, she was vomiting. She had mm-hmm. massive diarrhea. She was losing weight, and she was really, literally dying. And I thought mm-hmm. that was like a really small group of people. No, it's a lot of people mm-hmm. who have diseases. My, I believe fibromyalgia can be be cured by what this drug is is it, how it works. But it's, they it's 
like people won't let it happen. Well, let me tell you, they, it's not people won't let it happen. The government for a long time was trying to not let it happen, Sharon. But let me tell you, uh, mm-hmm. my experience has been very different as I'm further in the industry. We are less mm-hmm. than five years away from marijuana being legal on a federal level. I'm giving it three years. California is going to vote this November, and uh-huh. they're looking at right now they have a 70% approval rate for, from the polls that they've done. Once California, uh-huh. the most populous yes. state in the country, says yes, yes the dominoes uh-huh. are just going to fall. Yes, it is. And so what yes, we're trying is. to do as a, as a company is we're focusing our energy on creating one an extremely good product, not just mass producing cannabis. We got 300 acres. We could do, we could mass produce all we wanted to. We're trying uh-huh. to make the best possible product because we want a national brand. I want to be, uh, and this guy, it sounds crazy. I know you're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to tell you, I want to <laughs> be the Starbucks crazy. of cannabis. That's right. That's right. Like my, I mean, my I don't, thought process I don't see is how that's bad. That's yeah, not bad. Know, and and not it's bad. funny when we, when we designed our logo, we wanted it to uh-huh. be somewhat reminiscent of Starbucks' mm-hmm. logo, but not so much so that Starbucks would get mad. It's just it, right. it, it's <laughs> not even a take on Starbucks. It's just the shadows and mm-hmm. uh, you know how we use the shadows to create the the the, uh, the logo is the only thing that makes it reminiscent. But I will tell you, there's mm-hmm. opportunity, and, and and I want to say something else too, Sharon, because because mm-hmm. this is something that it, it hasn't been lost on me. Mm-hmm. And I know you you recognize it. How many people mm-hmm. do you know whose lives were negatively impacted at a very young age because they were caught with a little bit of marijuana on them? Right. Got a, now right. they're in jail or they they got a felony, so they can't take, get a job when they come home. So what are that? They're in the system now. I do. I, right, you know, I think right. about it from that standpoint. I am. I feel like a pioneer. I am the. We are. Me and my family. We're the only. Mm-hmm minority-owned cannabis grower in the state. We need you to be more than just, uh, will you be able to, once you constitute in uh, Oregon, will you be able to add other states to your platform if you wanted to, yes. say, if you wanted to, because you make a killing in this city. I'm just going to tell you that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you need to go there and buy well, some land <laughs> because they smoke it. Well, I'm gonna tell you the way the way most states are gonna do it because Colorado set the set the bar, and then Oregon followed a lot of Colorado rules, and California's following a lot of both of the rules. There will be residency uh-huh. law. So what we, uh-huh. what what our intention is to take it national is to find uh-huh. strategic partners in every state and create uh-huh. licensing agreements with those with those parties so that our logo uh-huh. is seen. And the way that uh-huh. helps all parties involved is. You go to California, you see the logo, you know you're going to get some quality stuff. If you're in Alabama mm-hmm. or Georgia or Florida mm-hmm. or New mm-hmm. York or Chicago, wherever it is, you know right. if you see that logo, that's something that's going to be good. And that what I'm trying to do is, is create a situation where we can be a national brand. Yeah. Does your brand have a name yet? Because I'm thinking hard to him. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's actually it's terra mater, which is uh, Latin for Mother Earth, mm-hmm. because we grow in a very natural state. Uh, we don't use any harsh chemicals. There's no fertilizers involved. Everything we do is is basically what God intended for the plant to use to grow. Mm-hmm. So we are mm-hmm. patterning our growth systems after what nature does, 
and we think we can create a superior product because of that. Okay. Can you please explain the difference between what you're doing and what I would say like the hole in the wall or the round the corner, the you know, the house who's doing something that is not <laughs> natural. But, you know, because there's a difference and I didn't I thought that everything mm-hmm. fit into the same category when that is not the truth either. It is it does no, not there's, and no, mm-hmm. there's there's hydroponic systems, um, and we are a we are a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're not a true hydroponic because we do grow in um, in a substrate, but a mm-hmm. lot of people grow with with a with a straight uh, hydroponic system and base. Water just jets up on the roots of the plant, as opposed to mm-hmm. actually burying the roots in a substrate, be it dirt or cocoa oil okay. or whatever you uh-huh. use as your growing substrate. Um, uh-huh. We are we are sustainable. Um, all of our mm-hmm. products are bio- biodegradable, and we do compost all of our products um, once mm-hmm. we use them. Our the mixture we use to to the nutrient mix we use is once it's used indoors, we then and pump it to our out. So all the plants are grown in the same way. Uh, we're mm-hmm. just trying, but the the biggest difference is. We have to take our product. In fact, let me rephrase that. We don't have to take our mm-hmm. product. When our product is ready, ready for packaging, the state mm-hmm. will come in and they mm-hmm. will test our product for any non-natural stuff. There's a whole list of banned substances. And what people understand mm-hmm. is, you know, marijuana, you can test the level you see in a, mar- in a marijuana plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you buy from the dude on the corner, if he doesn't mm-hmm. feel like his marijuana strong, he may soak it mm-hmm. in formaldehyde for three or four days. Right. And not right. just give it to you. You're smoking the same thing that they use to embalm human beings. That ain't good. Right. 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 And so right. And I've heard that's of that. Why I've heard of that. The le- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why the legalized um, situation in states like Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Washington, D.C., I'm going to run them down for you if I can remember so it's Oregon, mm-hmm. Colorado, Alaska, Washington, Washington, D.C. Now, Washington, D.C. is interesting because you can't actually sell the marijuana, but I can give it away. But I'm going to charge you $50 for this T-shirt. You know what they're doing. Uh, you right. can't beat the hustle. Uh, <laughs> and then California, Vermont, and there's there's 20 states that have a version of legalized marijuana. I'll give you a state that you would have never guessed would have legalized marijuana, Sharon, and that's Louisiana. What? Yeah, they legalized now. It's it, it's not legal for for retail. It's legal for medical right now. Right. But that's the okay, first okay. hurdle. And Alabama's, mm. believe it or not, Alabama's not too far behind. Right. 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 You you have to at this so, point. Well, when I was in the hospital, you had to have a physician who had uh, rights in both uh, states um, to write the prescription. Mm-hmm. It had to be a verifiable mm-hmm. disease process where it's been proven to help, you know, facilitate. It. And it couldn't be just end of life or comfort. It would be a treatment right. that actually shows some type of clinical right. difference. Yeah, that's true. So if Louisiana gets, but you're right, if California gets on board with all of the revenue that's going to come and rescue them from their uh, debt, 
you know these other mm-hmm. states like Mississippi, like Alabama and Louisiana are going to have mm-hmm. to get on board. And you you say you're giving it three, five years at the max for it to happen? Three to, three to five years at the max. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, I you know, as a business opportunity, I, I really suggest that people take the time to do the research industry. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not what it used to be. The connotation. I mean, as I'm going around more and more, and I'm a, a, an ambassador for the industry because there's so much mm-hmm. good that can come from it. Um, mm-hmm. As I'm going around more and more, I'm finding that nobody. I have yet to see the person that was like, "Oh, what are you doing? I can't believe you would do that." Everyone is just mm-hmm. congratulatory and happy that I've gotten the opportunity to get in. Oh, mm. and I, I think I'm 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 one to be a part of that as well. Now I'm out. I don't know if it's just because I live in the Bible Belt, I was raised in the Bible Belt, and I think a lot of people in the Bible Belt have strong opinions about it just from the jump, but I think that's just going to be the case. I think it's the same type of, you know, this is horrible, this is going to kill you. It's the same kind of taboo that comes with gambling, Mm -hmm. that comes with alcohol, and it actually is a personal mm-hmm. choice. This is not something that's going to be required that you hit the blunt before you go to work. It's just going to be a choice just like everything right. else. And it's reg- and you say it's going to be regulated by the state. So there's some benefit to the state as well for you to be up and coming and, and profitable as well. Like if everybody's – Well, I, I thought at some point that it would be something that you can kind of privatize, but you say they're going to have to regulate mm-hmm. it in, in some way. Okay. Yeah, they'll regulate let me let me give you just one bit of information too. Uh, Colorado, mm-hmm. so Colorado sold a billion dollars last year in cannabis. They had a billion dollars in cannabis sales last year, and they actually got so much mm-hmm. revenue from mm-hmm. cannabis, so much tax revenue from cannabis that they had to ask the citizens of the state of Colorado not to take the refund because there's. Every state has a certain point where if, if your tax revenue reaches a certain point, every resident gets an automatic kickback. Well, they didn't mm-hmm. anticipate that happening. Colorado made so much money from cannabis that every every citizen in the state was entitled to get money back. It's an mm-hmm. imagine that a state so flush with money that they can give it back to people. Right, and that that blurs the lines of uh, economics. To the point where people are uh, probably going to be scared. Like I, I want to go buy me some land now because, regardless, <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, it does. And and when you right. when you add yeah. on the quality of the product, and like you said, your brand becoming as recognizable as uh, Starbucks, it's going to be the same thing for the medical industry. People are not going to have to mm-hmm. suffer. Uh, and then, and if it's if it's flooded like that, it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand dollars for uh, a pill, like it is with some of the treatments for cancers. I mean, like right now, right. you can be diagnosed; they can know exactly what it takes to take care of you. Just like the guy who has a it wasn't really a cure for was it HIV. Um, he had something that was yeah. that was slowing down the mutation process, and when he realized what he had. A two-dollar pill became seven hundred and fifteen dollars, and there was nothing anybody could do about it. But they saw the potential to make right. money. The but the bigger picture is that people are going to be able to be helped. So, 
Let the people know how they can get in contact with you or if there's anything else you want to share with us about the business because, like, I done got excited like I'm I'm in it, like I'm finna smile. (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, Our our website is uh, terramater.com, T-E-R-R-A-M-A-T-E-R.com, terramaterfarm.com. You can reach us at uh, on Instagram. Or Twitter and Instagram, it is mm-hmm. Terra Mater O R. We mm-hmm. um, go to the website. There's information there. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you can, we're constantly feeding the, the people information about the positive impacts of cannabis. Uh, the other thing, too, that I wanted to point out mm-hmm. is the jobs that mm-hmm. are created. Um, we actually wow, just yeah. hired someone today. And we'll hire another five or six people before it's all said and done. And we hope to be, we hope to have to have a hundred people working at the farm in order to sustain mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. So there is mm-hmm. growth potential across the board. You know, you mentioned the medical and how it can it can heal people and make people feel mm-hmm. better, but it's also going to create job opportunities for people as well. Mm-hmm. And when you have people who are working and people who are making money, you have a reduction in crime. You have a reduction in poverty. You have a reduction in children not having the things that they need. And people don't see the end result with immediately just focusing on the, uh, right. I'm going to say it, the, the ignoramus point, because I was there. I, I have done a show, <laughs> you know, just damning, you know, cannabis because it it's like smoking to me. And I knew about the risk with smoking. Mm-hmm. Everything has a risk, but everything isn't under the same umbrella. So I'm really grateful for you taking no. the time to, to do the show with me. And if you have anything else coming up, please feel free to always uh, come with me. And when you get your little symbol and you be really, really big, now if it's legal, I'll be able to hit it. But if it's not legal, <laughs> I'm going well, to need my job. Just come on up to mm-hmm. Oregon and, and we know it's legal here. You're coming up to Oregon and we got something for you. <laughs> okay. I told my friends, I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my friend to uh, bring us all up there. And then after a while, he's going to have a, a bunch of a bunch of customers coming on weed vacations because people actually do that. They do that in other states and they go because if mm-hmm. people want the product, if it is something that people want, and there's an overwhelming number of people who want it versus those who are not sure about it or who say mm-hmm. no. They're going to get it now. You can you can say mm-hmm. it, you know, until you're blue in the face. It it is happening. Um, a, a, a ten years ago, twenty years ago, people would not have said that you could marry somebody of the same sex. People would not have said that you could be uh, going by a gun with a with a felony. But some of those things right. have happened, and 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 this is no different. And I think to not look at the benefits and to demonize it and put it under the same umbrella as a lot of the other uh, things that can be. Because all of those drugs that are even on Schedule 1 have some purpose to them. It's just there will always be right. issues, but you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because of a few right. bad examples. So thank you so much for that. And give us that website one more time for those who are listening. i got a lot of people who are on hold who are just listening, and I can't see their number. I see a few. And um, maybe they have mm-hmm. some questions for you before you go. But give us that website one more time. It's Terramater, Terramater, T-E-R-R-A-M-A-T-E-R, farms.com. 
Okay. And let's see if this one caller wants to come on because everybody else has their number blocked out. Caller 8026, are you there? Do you have any questions for I myself? I knew you were going to call me. Ah, you're the only one who are. I knew you were going to call me first. You are the only person who's got your phone number unblocked. <laughs> everybody else is blocked out. They want to they won't know about this weed, but they don't want to talk about it. So did you have a comment or a question? <laughs> Well, actually, um, I wanted to to thank him for explaining it to me because I'm just absolutely, you know, with my comment on your wall today, I'm I was absolutely furious with mm-hmm. the word we marijuana, but with him explaining it, I'm mm-hmm. angry with the street formation, the marijuana, the weed that has been tampered with. I think that mm-hmm. would have our young men to where. They just can't do anything. They can't stop smoking long enough, at least 90 days, to get their system clean now. And, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. a nightmare. It is really mm-hmm. a nightmare for me mm-hmm. to have to deal with, and I'm, I'm not calling any names, and, and it really doesn't matter because, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. For my son mm-hmm. to go from bringing home $1,300 a week to $200 mm-hmm. a week unemployment, and he can't stop. Smoking long enough mm-hmm. to pass a drug test to get a job. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely well, ridiculous. Well, well, let me explain something about that, too, because I'm going to tell you, that does not become a fault of the product because it could have easily been alcohol, food, uh, gambling. That's an addictive personality that just so happens to have a choice of 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 addiction to maybe Cannabis. It's not the cannabis that's making him addicted, if it's the type that we're talking about. It is when a person has an addictive personality, and I'm going to give you some of that information at the end of the show because a lot of the times people think it's just the agent that causes the maladaptive maladaptive, uh, attitudes and actions after the point, but most of the studies study people who were under the age of 30, the most influential group of persons, and the majority of people who abuse any drug, whether it's a Schedule One, alcohol, cigarettes, food, video games, all of those persons are impulsive people to start with. You can look back into the histories of those persons. I'm not blaming you, and I'm not blaming even your son. There's something else that's triggering him to soothe whatever it is with this particular agent. For me, it's a, a cheeseburger. I, I know it. Like I'm, 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 so I'm, sure. I'm, I'm thinking. Well, I'm I, after he got through telling me what people are putting in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't you say formaldehyde? They're lacing yes. it with things. Yes. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that that's what's drawing him back to it, to, to wanting it so much. Oh, you're thinking because that anything that you so use consistent. Yeah, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that it's so much more after you explain mm-hmm. everything to me because he's mm-hmm. asthmatic. So if it mm-hmm. helps these patients and all of this, well, you know, I can't say since he's been smoking it, he hadn't had to take any of his asthma medication. So apparently right. it's working in one place, but in another place it's causing problems. And when you start mm-hmm. tampering with my funds, my U.S. currency, mm-hmm. we got problems. <laughs> Well, I I don't mean to. I want to jump in real quick, quick, Sharon, because one of the things, one of the falsehoods about cannabis is that, you know, there are actually strains of cannabis that are designed to enhance what you do. 
Like people, we've been taught you smoke cannabis, you lay around. But there are actually mm-hmm. energy-boosting versions of cannabis. You just got to get the mm-hmm. right one. It's hard to find when you're buying mm-hmm. it illegal because you can only mm-hmm. look in certain places. I have the pleasure of being able – there's a there's a – there's a, there's a dispensary is what they call it. There's a dispensary about a mm-hmm. mile from my house. They have 118 mm-hmm. separate strains of cannabis. Right. 118 unique strains, and every one of them does something just a little bit different. And I think that's right. what you have to pay. We all have to pay attention to. It, and you were right, right, first of all. And I really feel sorry about your son, ma'am. But I got to agree with Sharon. There is something mm-hmm. else. That's causing him problems, and it's either, as mm-hmm. you said, maybe they faced the cannabis originally, or maybe mm-hmm. there was something that happened to him, and he never had a chance to recover from it. And this is his soothing agent. Help and him it figure could, out what happened yeah. and how to fix it. And it could be his asthma. It could be that he is taking it unbeknownst to him. He thinks he's just feeling good, and it's really a curative right. for the symptoms that he would have been experiencing. And that would make mm-hmm. it, if I had high blood pressure and I only took my medicine every other day instead of every day, I would absolutely see the difference between the days that I took it and the days that I didn't. You're a little mm-hmm. bit dizzier on the days that you don't take it and you're not able to quite right. function. If you got to go to work, I'm going to take it every day. And he may be doing that not knowing that he's actually taking care of his symptoms of asthma, and it just presents as a way, oh, he is just addicted to cannabis, because really it's not the, the drug that becomes addictive. It becomes an, a, an addiction and a drive to treat whatever that underlying issue is. And, if you, and that's why that's when, when people, you don't, you don't see people kind of, you know, um, strung out on, on marijuana. There is not even a therapy program for marijuana because it's not addictive. And a lot of people don't know that. I know that because I work in, you know, the industry of, of, of insurance. There is no program that can cure you from marijuana. The cure for marijuana is to just not smoke it because it's just that short of a response. But what happens when you stop taking it is whatever you are covering up resurfaces. One of you were about to say something. It was me. I was going to say that the the particular asthma medication that he that he normally takes, um, it, he said it drains him. It, it just mm-hmm. it, it seemed like it, it, it takes everything out of him and just, just make him just not have any energy. So, you know, mm-hmm. with him not taking that particular pill but you're smoking so you're not taking your medication, but you're not having a flare-up. So assuming that mm-hmm. the marijuana must have replaced that particular pill for whatever it's supposed to do with his, mm-hmm. with his airway, uh, uh, his lungs. I mean, I don't know, but, you know, I yeah. I need him. I need to go to Colorado. We need to move there because yeah. this here, yeah. this, it's getting to a point to where it's uh, – I'm expecting him to be – to fi- be financially stable at 30. He's 25. You know, you almost mm-hmm. where to to the point to where you're about to purchase your first home. You've gotten approved, mm-hmm. but your job played mm-hmm. out. So you have other jobs that are warning you, you qualify for those jobs, but you cannot pass mm-hmm. the drug test. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I promise I mean, you, I promise you it's not marijuana. I promise you that if you if marijuana disappeared tomorrow, he would pick up another vice that would soothe whatever issue that he's having. And I'm not saying he has any emotional issues or anything. There is something that is taking 
um, president over his being able to function, and the uh, marijuana's just hot in that, and he's not having to deal with it. He can just keep, he can just well, keep moving. Sm- when I smoked it, I smoked it back when I was in college back in 1983, and when I first started smoking, and I'm sure it was probably clean and all laid back and probably the type that he's growing out, I'm sure it wasn't tampered with back in 1983. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I hope it wasn't. But it was mm-hmm. it was a when I first tried it when I was introduced to it I was in college and I liked it the feel that I got and it was just like every day I just had this desire because I liked the way it it made me feel so mm-hmm. I mean what is it that that I was replacing with it I mean what is it that that made me just go back for that feel I just liked that feel that it gave me I would laugh until I just would just pass out laughing. I mean, you can't stop laughing. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I can't stop laughing. The way that this drug works is it connects to receptors in your neurological system that literally just puts you in a state of relax. Now, I'm talking generically, just like uh, Antonio was saying, there are different strains, and that's that picture you was asking about that's on Facebook, all the different little colors. Those are different types of marijuana strains that are particular to certain things. And you can go online and you can look up all the different types of strains of marijuana, and some are for purpose for certain things, and even if you go into some African tribes and, and cultures, there were certain types that they would use, and there were certain types they would absolutely not use because they were looking for a desired effect. I would say, just by what you've explained, that you were de-stressing. That's just what I can say, because a lot of people would say, you know, a lot of people don't know that just waking up and getting through your day, anybody is a stressful event. But there's a difference between that level of stress and a level of stress where it has all of your body and organs on the on the point of exhaust. I know people who every Friday they got to hit it because there's no way that they're going to be able to relax over this weekend mm-hmm. knowing that they're gonna to have to go back to that high stress job on Monday. And I used to say it can't be that bad, but it's the same thing with people who go to the bar and buy a drink. It's the same thing with people who smoke Marlboro Lights. They are choosing something that puts them in a, it's not a chemical-induced well-being, but it changes the chemistry of your body in such a way that you probably were relaxing. And who wouldn't want to have a feeling of well-being? Actually, people who are dying, um, who have come back from the dead or had near-death experience explain it in the same exact ways, and they've dissected the brain and done studies and all those sorts of things. There are chemical happenings that happen where some people said, I didn't want to come back. Have you heard it? I never. I didn't want to come back. I saw the light. I didn't want to come back because I had this warm, tingling feeling all over my body, and I just felt like everything was going to be okay. Nothing explained it except for the chemistry of the change that was happening at the end of life very similar to what people explain with this neuromuscular, psychogenic type of feeling that they have with marijuana. And and it just depends. Now, if you do it every day, every, tw- every five minutes, all day long, of course you're going to have a different experience than a person who just does it occasionally. Um, it can be a gateway to, to d- different things, but you have to have that desire 
to want more and something being unfixed in yourself, in your life, in your spirit, in your world to drive you to keep graduating and not finding that that equilibrium. But it's Doesn't not happen. it's not the drug. Right. It's not the drug. It is mm-hmm. not the drug. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that she said that she gonna go and get her something. So we'll just have to do an after show and see how to. <laughs> That's right, baby. Because I'm fixing, I'm fixing to move in. I'm fixing to buy me some land and a house up there, and I need to get certified because I got a child that I that he shall live. I speak life. I speak prosperity right. over him, and we're not gonna let this little man-made stuff uh, cause him to 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 miss his. His mark in life because he has a purpose there and a call. And let me say, and let me say one more thing to you because I think that we're not. All three of us are from the Gulf Coast. All three of us are from the Bible Belt. All three of us were probably raised in very similar things with parents who wanted the best for us, who instilled morals and ethics and all of that. This does not change any of that because if that were the case. If you had diabetes and you took artificial insulin, if your body wasn't making it, this fits into the same category, especially in your case, Myra, when you're talking about a son who has asthma. I mean, it's actually documented to help some types of marijuana can help uh, respiratory ailments. And it's actually used for persons who are in end-stage lung cancerous processes so that they don't actually fight against the therapies because, you know, you can't breathe, you're sick, but you need to breathe, so you pant. They give them marijuana to slow down that effort to work against the body's natural, you know, state that is similar to sleep, just like you said, to heal. So it, it does not change who and what you're made out of because you're using something that is absolutely natural to heal yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything else you want to share with us? Myself. I'm going to be your folks person for the state of Alabama. We're going to have us some hemp, some <laughs> hemp land up here. Uh, at the, at the, it's going to be the Starbucks of marijuana is where we're going to claim it and speak that into the atmosphere because I can see the opportunities. With everything brand new, there's always going to be the naysayers that they know that's not the right move. But in the end result, if you are one of those persons like my are in need and uh, needing help for certain things, this could be a godsend for someone. And I think something yeah, one person is worth it all. So thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to say before uh, you, you either, Myra, before I do my little end of the show spiel on what I learned? Well, actually, <laughs> well, I, I don't to have too much. I call in. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, I, uh, go ahead. And, and I want to say, first of all, thank you for allowing me the platform, and, uh, and thank you mm-hmm. for calling in and, and, and sharing with us as well. Uh, this isn't the last time you're going to hear from me. We'll be back to talk more as the experience grows, and I learn more about this industry as well because I'm still learning, um, mm-hmm. and I'll share with you guys as much as you want to know. Okay. Thank you so much, and as much as I hate to say bye because I love it when people are doing things that are brand new, everything new always comes with a little bit of controversy, and this is going to be no different, but I'm going to tell you the things that I learned, and I, I I went into it saying, you know what, this is, I can't believe, I can't believe this is really happening. But the truth of the matter is, is you cannot judge something that you don't know anything about. Be right back with the Everything begins with an honest 
open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Well, we have had a healthy conversation tonight. I'm excited about it, and I hope you're excited about it. That was Antonio Harvey, former MBO. NBA player who has now embarked into the cannabis industry, one of eight out of Oregon, and we want to support him because he is in the exact the right time and for the right reasons. If you want to get information with him, that is paramedafarm.com. That's P-E-R-R-A-M-A-T-E-R farm.com. And he also said to, if you wanted to get some information on just the history of where this whole conundrum of taboo has come to uh, Reaper and, and, and marijuana, look up Reaper Madness on YouTube. But the things that I learned were just always, of course, geared toward or geared toward the medical part of it because I kind of think I'm an expert just because I went to too many years of nursing school, too many classes and too many of everything. And it's just interesting to me the things that we know for sure that it's not even uh, a point of education to the public. When you don't know, you cannot help anybody. And if you don't share that information, I think it's our fault for not knowing. And I'm, I'm blaming myself because, like I said, I've done a show before about people who were screaming about how alcohol alcohol is worse than reefer. And I'm like, you ask your mind because reefer is illegal, but we've already discussed why it's illegal. It is illegal only because the capability of specific groups are really tiny, tiny, small uh, private groups making the majority of the economic possibility when the greater advantage for legalizing this is to help millions of people create millions of jobs. And the things that I wanted you to know is how it contrasts greatly. And this is something that's just not regularly said. That is absolutely the truth. You can look, if you just type in compare and contrast alcohol to marijuana, you'll see it for yourself. But some of the sites that I went on today, and some of the information that I found myself that I was like, my mouth was hanging up, and I was like, I cannot believe that this is really true, and it's a documented truth. I did tell you earlier that 9.4% of the population has a substance use or dependency issue. And when you say substance use, that just means that they're using something. It does not mean it is abusive. It does not mean that it is addictive. It just means that 94 percent of the population, which equals to 22 million people, use a substance or a dependency of some sort. And if you know like I know, we could probably double that when it comes to marijuana because a lot of people use it. And in that statistic, the increase of death by motor vehicle accidents because of alcohol and, and marijuana actually is, is, is no different. And actually, there is an increased risk of death if you drink alcohol and drive. 
I was astonished by this next fact. It said that alcohol is the leading contributor to death of motor vehicle accidents of persons under the age of 30, and I knew that. But what it said, and i got to read this right so that you can hear me when I say this, there is no evidence, first of all, that marijuana contributes to death in motor vehicle accidents, and actually that people who drink are more likely to overact and overcompensate and cause a motor vehicle accident than are persons who are drunk by cannabis. Now, what I just said was that you could be smoking high on weed and drive and still not cause accidents. And this is saying 90% probability with some of the studies that they've done that driving performances are noted to be uninhibited and unimpaired by persons who smoke weed. So basically, if they pull you over and you high, they have got to prove that you're inebriated to a certain extent and a breathalyzer or a urine test at the point of a stop is only going to show probably the secondary part of that drug, not the THC, which causes you to be high, more than likely. So first of all, they're lying. Look, I don't know if I, I don't want to get in trouble with nobody because, you know, I love the police and I love the traffic control people. I got friends in those industries. And all I'm saying is this. It's been proven. It's on record. It's statistical. It's in the CDC. This particular one came uh, out of the NASC, which has to do with the National Academy of Sciences. And it was also, where's that other one? Because it had to do with the Drug Enforcement Agency, who too said the same thing. If you smoke weed, you don't have any more or any less probability of causing a car accident uh, than a person who has not smoked or drank. So basically it's not effective. It, it doesn't affect your capability. Both marijuana and alcohol does affect your attentiveness, vigilance, speed perception, but being drunk of alcohol is the greatest risk that you can have. Actually, this, this next one, I, I didn't know this either. It has been proven that regular use of cannabis can diminish the side effects of long-term alcoholism. So in essence, what this is saying is if you smoke enough and stop drinking, that the effects of drinking alcohol for a long period of time, like cirrhosis, like liver cancers, like uh, COPD, like shortness of breath, like kidney failure, can be diminished over time if you smoke marijuana. Like, I don't know why they're not telling people this because I have never in my life heard of such, but it makes sense. What happens is there's a cross tolerance. People who normally would have been um, or who had originally been addicted to alcohol now has a cross uh, addiction, if you will, to cannabis. And with regular use of it, it decreases the symptomology of the alcohol. And there is no symptomology long-term cannabis. So it actually can act as a curative. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And then the last thing that I think a lot of people need to know is that 
when you have your 4020 celebration, when you have your 4020 celebration and they drop urine on you and they tell you that you had a positive urine test, what that test is measuring is a metabolite of THC. THC is the active ingredient that gets you high in cannabis. But the metabolite is not what is uh, illegal. What they are finding is that the active ingredient of THC quickly resolves or, or, or is not able to be uh, cautioned or pulled out of your urine, out of your hair samples, unless you have an, an aggressive amount of usage, maybe right after you've used or something like that, then you you can um, get it in your urine test. But most people who have a positive urine test have a, a certain amount of use, but they're really testing and finding a metabolite and not the THC itself. The THC is what is the illegal portion of the marijuana. So I don't know if that is something that legally can be uh, charged against somebody because, you know, with alcohol, the exact opposite is true. With the alcohol ingestion, it is measurable. Um, after a, a lengthy amount of time, like I said earlier in the show, you could have drank yourself into a stupor over the weekend and dropped urine on Tuesday or even Wednesday, and it will still show up. Why? It's because it's absorbed into your tissues. Not so much to say the truth of uh, marijuana because it usually is localized into your airway for a certain amount of time, and the uh, drug portion, the THC portion, is what resolves really quickly. A lot of people, I think, want to mainstay that feeling of euphoria, that feeling of feeling good, that giddiness that my girlfriend was talking about earlier. And to do that, you have to keep smoking. You have to keep using. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to graduate, but, you know, if you have an addictive personality and want to feel something different or just smoking twice a day doesn't get it any longer, if the stress in your life doesn't change, then, of course, it's going to increase the need for you to use more in order to get the same effect. But at the same time, it's not the drug most of the times that is of issue. It is more the the issues as to why that is your choice. And like I said, our society puts a lot of emphasis on things that are not necessarily cautious um, or, 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 or harmful to us. I think that this is very plain. When you do the research, you see the truth, and the truth is that uh, marijuana is not as dangerous as it could be, and especially if you have it grown and you, you purchase it from someone like my, my guy Antonio, you're going to be getting quality, clean uh, cannabis. If you take this risk onto yourself and go into the street, then you might get something that your body hasn't bargained for. That's my show tonight, maybe a show in the near future. But if not, the way to go, we're going to um, still play this panda because I think the panda song is good when you want to smoke weed. Now, I like the song, I don't smoke weed. I just want to make that clear. Don't smoke weed over here. Won't be smoking ever in the future. Y'all have a good night. Yeah.